On today's episode of Solana Made Easy, we dove into the gambling meta and how that's the entire focus of every project pumping right now on the Solana blockchain and Solana NFTs. We focused heavily on DGen CoinFlip's secondary mint, the DGen Fat Cats, as well as the current hype behind Soul Crash, the game Crash that is a rocket ship elevating at a fast pace, giving you a multiplier on your bet, and rewarding the holders of Crash Faces and Poker Faces with the house payout. We then concluded with plays we're looking at, some logic on how we navigate this market, and how long we feel that this meta will be sticking around for, in addition to two upcoming catalysts this week that could potentially bring more liquidity into the Soul ecosystem. As always, catch the show live Monday to Thursday, 5 p.m. Eastern Time, at Easy Eats Bodega on Twitter. What is going on, Solana ecosystem? We're back again for another eventful week. We had a ton of action over the weekend. The gambling metas pumped up, ripping and roaring. We've seen so many projects come back from sub-zero to where they're at now. Thanks to some Solana kickback and to see it. We got a ton of other stuff going on. OpenSea Launchpad kicking off this week. Blocksmith has Bifrost kicking off as well. couple catalysts picking up speed. I know we got a couple mints today in this week that I'm sure a few people are going to want to talk about. But let's get into it. Running Man, how are you? How's it going? Is a good weekend? Hey, yeah. can't complain, you know. Still here, still ready <laughs> to rock and roll. We got action in the, in the house, man. We am alive. Uh, yeah, everything's, everything's moving. We've got the gambling meta on me. Yeah, we've got. I think. I think we're starting to see. I mean, we had we had the gambling meta, you know, for like 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 last year. Um, we're starting to see utility appearing on NFTs now, um, instead of actually, you know, the, the trade of the NFTs. Actually, you know, we speculate on actual, you know, income back off the NFT. If you know what I mean. Um, yeah, ton of action. I know you caught some. I caught some. Um, so yeah, happy to get into it. No, I mean, I was definitely excited to see all the volume. It's uh, it's never a bad thing when you're making some profits while driving. So I can't complain too much. <laughs> Hyped to see Soul Crash kind of pay out, uh, especially as the Discord was pumped to make money day one. It was, uh, it was. I don't want to call it comical because it's never fun when people are losing bags. But to see the change in tonality today, as so many of those I'm up 30 soul turned into I'm down 50 soul. Uh, I, I, I see these holders are probably going to get paid out nicely in the coming days here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've I've heard a few horror stories, to be fair. Um, yeah, but I mean, um, yeah, I, I, it's it's. I think I think the message needs to get out, you know, to keep it fun and keep it in control. Because I have saw a couple of people getting wrecked. Um, you know, it's just education in the um, you know, in the actual meta. But um, yeah, I, I, I well, I've, I I have mentioned honest poker a few times that that you know that they could supply today, and you know, them starting the moon as well. Now, but more of a sustainable model on um on the gambling meta. Um, so. Yeah, but but yeah, the, the the poker crash. It's instant returns, and I think I think a lot of collections and priced the floor price reflects you know directly on the returns that I'm providing on that actual day, aren't they? Yeah, I think it is over a set period of time. I don't know. I think it's daily, some are weekly. I think the first one from Soul Crash went out today. Poker Faces received, I believe it was three and a half soul, and they make five yeah. x whatever a Crash Face makes. So that's like a point seven. Then I believe point seven to point nine was what I was seeing in some discords. Yeah, um, it was there, was there estimates before that though. There was estimates, wasn't on the daily. Um, yeah, so you can actually see from their site what their payout is, what the what the centralized wallet has. So that's um 
that that's always, I guess, nice, the transparency there. But it's like, dude, a 5% house edge on Soul Crash yeah. is wild to me. Yeah, that, that's like a um, double, double zero roulette. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's 2.6% 2, 2. edge, house edge on zero roulette. So double zero roulette is quite, it's, it's quite significant, to be fair, um, especially when, you know, them turning over numbers and people are like aping. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a significant edge to be playing on the daily, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah, oh, 100%. Really, yeah. It's, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how some of these other projects start rolling it out. But, P.O., glad to have you. I think I have the, uh, the same issue that you had this morning. Won't let me add a second co-host. How's the weekend? How you living? How you feeling? A likely story. Little does everyone know that Easy's been trying to oust me as co-host. Everybody knows that in the NFT space, I'm the best co-host. They're like, yo, the guy doesn't even know anything about Solana, and yet he has massive impact. Everybody's talking about it, Easy. Look, man, the cream rises to the top, and the truth's going to come out, amigo. I think the only truth from any of that is that uh, you got a lot of the credit for my excellent music choice, and I still haven't fully forgiven you for it. So besides that. As aggressive as I was in letting everybody know that it was not my music choice every time, my thumbs were getting tired from responding to everyone that insisted on commending me for the songs that you chose. No, but no, it was good, man. I know you were in town. Easy was in New York this weekend. I, uh, I made a bunch of recommendations of dope places that he should go. He went to zero of them. So that always feels good. And, uh, and yeah, no, I'm, I'm active, man. I'm, I'm getting into trading some of these, some of these crypto assets uh, really for the first time. I've never really done this. I've only traded NFTs and I've long-term invested in assets. So I might have to, you know, lean on you about trading a little bit of salami. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely some uh, some value adds, some catalysts in that marketplace. But uh, maybe dive into some Solana NFTs, and you'd have an input on the show. You know, uh, that's a tough one, man. Hey, we'll get you there, Benny. Hands <laughs> up. How you living? What's going on, my friend? I'm doing good. Thanks for asking. Uh, I just wanted to say, like. Uh, the whole soul crash thing doesn't make any sense to me because when you think about like DJ and coin flip, like the marketing behind that and getting a whitelist, like it's pretty like, like, uh, like respectful and like big brain kind of like, it just makes a lot of sense. And like getting whitelist with these DJ hours, but the whole soul crash, like the fact that it just like pumped and so many people are using it when it was already like available on the, like, the Solana platform through like soul casino. And I'm sure there were others like, I'm just amazed at the success they had off of launch. Dude, I think the crazy part was, was like, Soul Crash has been around for a while. And I think a lot of people overlook that. I actually remember seeing in a few discords that it got taken down because people were able to just basically withdraw the wallet since it was server side. So it was offline for a while. I remember playing and having to fill out a ticket for winning five soul and thinking, this is horribly designed because what happens if they just say no, you know? So like, I have a few concerns on that part of it. And I mean... The other nice thing about DCF is like it's verified, it's on chain, it's a forty nine point five percent win rate on it. They, yeah, it's it's interesting, uh, but I don't I don't think Soul Crash is too sustainable. But Running Man, what's going on? Yeah, I mean, do you think it takes the more? I mean, you've you've heard me talk about you know on this poker a lot of times on this show because I believed in the team, I believed in the project. But do you think it takes the market time to actually catch up? I mean, you know, obviously we do our own research and, you know, you can identify good projects. But do you think that it's there, it's there, but, you know, it takes a catalyst or a spark just to ignite for the market just to realize, um, you know, and then, and then all of a sudden it just snowballs like that. Do you think that's, do you think that's what the reason is on, on Soul Crash? I think it's, it's the payouts, though. It's like, yeah. 
the big thing here is once those payouts hit, that's when we typically see people like ape into these projects. When they, everyone always talks about it. It's like one of those things where people are like, once you start counting your profits, it's usually a good time to get out. And I feel like that's how it is. Like people start thinking like, oh shit, in 20 days, this pays itself off. But DCF, man, that thing's been chugging along nicely. I don't even want to know what sweepers made on returns from it. Like that man is a couple of those, you know, sitting pretty. We got DGen Fat Cats today too. I did take the under on them going under mint against Glockness. I saw him in the audience. Shout out Glockness. We bet a Liberty Square NFT on them over under. I think it's 10 is the number we agreed on. So a little bit of love for Liberty there. Uh, hopefully I can add to my bag. We'll see what happens with it. But uh, Sweeper, I know I called you out on that. What's going on? So it was an excellent weekend for me. I was uh, very happy. It was a very good. You know, I usually don't get excited when um, these things go up or down. It's kind of just, you know, it is what it is. But Soul Crash, I mean, I don't want to show it because, you know, you guys are kind of anti um, Soul Crash here. So I'm just going to state facts. Show it. Let's hear it. Let's hear Let's hear the best pitch from the sweeper himself. Soul Crash, this uh, game has been around for quite some time. It first came out with the NFT what was called Poker Faces. That went up to like 20, 30. So at one point back when Soul was like $100, $100 or whatever. And then it crashed down and I was like, you know what, man? Why the hell didn't I sell this thing? And I just kept it. I, I've left it there. I was getting minimal payouts. The game wasn't working, but, you know, I'm a gaming guy. I believe these this gambling meta, I think, is going to work out really well. I think getting cash cash flow is king. You're going to you're going to give me cash flow when I have a JPEG? My god, that's beautiful. So I got it. I got in uh I have uh Soul Crush, I have DCF, I have a number of others. I'm not going to show them now cuz they um might go up and I don't want to do that. Soul Crush right now, they had this crash face uh crash faces is the mint. Is it on launch my NFT? I talked to these guys. I was like, "Man, why are you guys not going about this and like marketing, etc." And I talked to the team, and they said that they, I mean, they had their NFT. They thought their NFT was good enough that, that you know, they could just kind of go ahead and launch. So it became a slow, slow mint. I talked to the guys. I had, ta- had like, some calls with them, and I told them, you know, gave some advice. I was like, dude, you maybe do this, do this. And then they went and hired this marketing guy, and, I mean, they just have done a great job. I mean, I don't think you can really um, counter the results, right? I mean, they – they went from doing, you know, a couple hundred soul volume and wagering to, you know, the day before yesterday, they did 4,000. And yesterday they did 22,000 soul volume, yeah. a 24-hour period. I mean, they're starting to do getting close to DCF numbers. And, I mean, I'm a DCF guy. I know a lot of DCF guys are upset about soul crash. But you know what? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a maxi of anything. I'm a profit maxi. I'm going to make money wherever I can. Unless it's bad stuff, and you know, I think this is fine. I mean, we're JPEGs at the end of the day, right? Yeah, it's gambling meta. We got people, no verification. Hopefully, no miners get hooked on this beautiful game of instant gratification and immediate dopamine hit. What is the worst possible thing that can yeah, happen? Yeah, yeah. L- l- let me just finish here. <laughs> let me finish the show. Um, so you got 20,000, 22,000 soul volume. They got the 5% house edge, but there's no fee, right? They don't have a fee. The fee is the house edge. So, I mean, I think that um, what you'll see is more people are going to gain play with it because even DCF is 50-50, but I've talked to some poker heads, and they're like, yo, 
I'm not going to play DCF because, you know, it looks like the VIG is a little bit towards the house, so I'm going to chill here. I mean, people are – what can I say? Some people just like having fun, right? They don't – it's gaming, maybe not gambling, right? Maybe they're having a good time playing it. They do, say, 0.5 soul, and they're fine with that. Solana is worth kind of nothing at this point. So I think – I mean, what if it does 100,000 Solana volume next week? Who knows? I, you know, I'm, I have bags, probably going to sell them to people on this call. You know, it is what it is. I say that I do have bags. I may sell at any minute. Just want to confirm that. Hey, but yeah, I'm a, I'm a bull. Uh, we can tell. I appreciate the the pitch there. I wanted to dip, quickly pass it over to Running Man. I do think that yeah. uh, more people enjoy Crash a little bit, though. It's it's that immediate kind of ramp, way more aggressive up and down. This this is what I was talking about about a catalyst. I mean, um, people haven't the price hasn't gone up on this because people. You know, started getting returns before the actual. You know, people have started doing volume on this. People have started doing volume first. The returns have followed. Obviously, you know, as Sweep has just said, they've had, they've had a marketing on it to you know start driving volume through that game, and then obviously, it's, you know, it's triggered. Um, so yeah, um, the, the, as I say, the gambling meta is probably one of the first metas. That's great. It just show it just shows off what NFTs can do in terms of like you know it is. A, it's, I wouldn't say sustainable in terms of crash face because people need to start playing the game within reason and not get wrecked, if you know what I mean. But it just sh- it just shows you our entertainment and you know it can and a rake and a rake you know a percentage fee on on top of total volume can actually derive a return for an NFT. Um, so we've had it with DJ and Clawing Flip for a while, and you know I've, you know I've mentioned the project before. That that I thought is going to be big in the space, and you know, same sort of principle. Um, so yeah, it, that, that was the catalyst I was on about. They obviously got the marketing right and actually really pushed the game first, and the returns have followed. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, man, that you were you were talking in the Nifty today about the honest poker, and that thing's at a 13th floor right now. That yeah. supply cut shock is blessing them. But I, I'm definitely curious. Some of some of these hands got to say. I wanted to pass it over to Nugget. Nugget, what's going on? So first, I feel like that little uh, comment you made about the miner was heavily targeted towards me because I really like Soul Casino and Soul Crash. I've maybe I've lost first hand take. Look at this. Who'd have thought? <laughs> I've lost a lot of money on them, but I do feel like it's enjoyable. But what I like most about the gambling becoming a meta is that one, it really does show the uniqueness of Solana NFTs. A lot of these gambling sites are well made. And it's showing how well Solana NFTs can differentiate themselves. I love it a lot more when something like gambling or gaming becomes a meta in the space rather than art. Because, again, it really just shows what Solana NFT is about. Is because most people on the Ethereum space, I would love it if their first take is on seeing a gambling meta and a lot of developers and Web3 developers in this space rather than seeing the same concept art. Because, you know, that's what's floating around right now. And obviously, I don't own any of these. So it's not I'm not trying to shill my bags here. But I just think that gambling, even even though this is coming out of my mouth, is definitely something that I appreciate is becoming well known in this space. And again, I've lost a lot of money in it, so that's just my take on that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I don't want to say it's a good thing that the uh, the miner on stage here is talking about all the money that they've lost on gambling in an unregulated unre- space. So hopefully, there isn't anybody listening that. Uh, could potentially have a cause of concern there. But hey, right now we uh, we are all gambling on these JPEGs every damn day anyway. So when you look at it from that perspective, uh, there's, there's, there's a give and choose here. It's also nice. The one key thing for me is that we can actually look at these games on chain. 
and see what that RNG is, see what the randomization is. And they're easier to audit than like a, an offshore casino. So that's one nice piece. And understanding from like a holder's perspective, what that payout is, is, is a massive part of it. You have all that transparency. You know if you're getting stiffed. You know how much the house is actually winning. There's a couple of nice things about the blockchain that, that make me a fan of it uh, for a gambling perspective. But I wanted to actually pass it over to Nico first. First time speaker, founder of the Anon Club. Nico, it is a no shill zone. I'm a massive fan of 888, but I'm very curious what you got on this gambling perspective. Yeah, I just want to, um, actually, you kind of led into it perfectly. Uh, I wanted to bring up kind of randomization and RNG on chain and uh, how that works across all chains. Well, currently, there is no true random on any chain. It's an issue I kind of looked at. Um, most games that are have scaled before have used like VRF, we are an Oracle. Um, but like it's something I've been considering looking into is how you actually can create true non-deterministic random using only chain factors. Um, but yeah, if you're smart enough, here's a bit of alpha. You can actually game things that are built on chain right now that are gambling if you're smart enough. So can you give us the alpha and tell us how we can beat the system? Yeah. So if it is built on chain, like Soul Crash isn't, but um, for a reason. But if it is built on chain and you take the factors they and they aren't using an oracle for random you take the factors each step that they use for to create their random and then you can essentially create a model whereby you look at how the game plays so if it's heads more often than not when these factors are determined or when this type of range of factors are determined and then you can kind of game the system by kind of knowing how you're going to react based on like the block height or uh, the time between last blocks, which is a common one that people use. So yeah, it's something I've been looking into true on-chain random. No, it's interesting to hear from someone like yourself who's, who's well, well-versed in the entire part of this, especially for like on-chain capabilities. It, it's crazy to hear that there's still a way to game this and kind of get an edge, even though it's on-chain, which I guess maybe is, is the reason you can get on edge. But uh, I want to pass it back over to Benny. Benny, what's going on? And then we'll pass it over to Punitor, Manny, and Sweeper. I just wanted to say it's kind of crazy like that it's doing well with a 5% house edge. Like if you go to a casino, it's not typically like that if you're playing like a normal game. I just think it shows how down bad like the Solana community is when there aren't like a lot of good meat, uh, good, <laughs> not good meats, good mints going on in a bear market. Um, yeah, just down bad. And I think people are thirsty to gamble. It's the NFT space. When there's no volume, we tend to actually see more volume on things like DCF and these quick hitters. So it's, uh, I'm not surprised at all. I think it's funny. I've seen a couple messages today. I know guys had a message about how in this market, they previously, I think it was like December, November, we saw a big blow off runoff top with gambling meta too. Previously, they had actually bought into things that were not like the, the top of the line projects and saw a negative return on it. So it's, uh, it's, it's funny to see now that we have a bunch of people looking for these like key plays and key projects that are getting the volume. That's where we're seeing DCF get a lot of traction here, pumped all the way up to 400. We saw Crash Faces pump up to 40. It's, it's wild to see this type of volume in a market when Soul's even pumping too. But before this, it almost seemed like the market was really quiet. We were complaining about volume between like 45 and 55. In the last three days, we've been 70K plus. It feels great. It's, uh, it's electric. Like you're finding quick flips, scalps, volume trading, everything I live for. It's been constant. I know Running Man and I have been insanely active back and forth talking about all the plays that are happening right now, even outside of gambling. But man, it feels good. It feels like Solana's alive and it's nice to see alongside uh, Soul pumping here. Punitor, what's going on? 
How you doing? How you doing? I, for one, think that the gambling meta will not last, and and, and here's why. Because last time that the gambling meta was was up was when we were releasing the the prime of DCF, which was a round where like solar is a hundred, and then because at that time we thought that you know we were in a bearish type market, and that's why I feel like gambling opened it a bit you know more up. But now that you know we're down and bearish, bearish people, you know, it, it's starting to resurface again. I think when we start to see the the sixty to seventy soul range in the upcoming five six months is my prediction i think we'll see at least a 60 jump and i think that the meta will slowly die out and like like you said before that um we're looking at solana kind of like a uh the face of it right now is the gambling meta but a lot of people may be converting from eth to soul who want sufficient investments investments and long-term investments we'll see that as kind of a gamble but like you also said uh, nfts in itself is a gamble but I feel like the face of it actually being a util- uh, utilized uh, gambling website wouldn't be the best look for Solana. And I, I really don't think it's going to last. I think it is good for the time being for, you know, the, the profits to be made on like Poker Face. And because, you know, I sold my Poker Face at 15 soul. I don't really want to talk about it. But um, <laughs> regardless of that, uh, I think that the gambling meta will, will not last. I mean, we saw it die just as quick as it exploded. Uh, aside from DCF back in... December, there was Gambling Apes, which I had a 10-soul wallet at the time and actually took a small loss on that. I went to go look back on it today, and it looks like they're now flagged and at a .03 floor. So when I woke up this morning, couldn't sleep. It was like 4 or 5 a.m. my time. I looked at Magic Eden, and on the recent listings or new project collection, there was 14 straight new gambling projects. So clearly, they're not all going to make it. And uh, even more clearly, that is, that is the meta right now. A quick buck, people looking for like 50 different iterations of DCF. This is where first movers advantage really, really solidifies itself in the space, which we are clearly seeing from these projects. But I want to pass it over to Sweeper, then uh, we'll hit Manny and Benny. Yeah, so first thing first about the um, if there are miners playing, um, I think in, K- in a non-KYC format, you can't stop anyone from doing anything. Um, it's unfortunate. Hopefully we can get whoever said they were and uh, blacklist their wallet. Uh, I'll talk to them and uh, if anyone knows that guy's wallet, we'll get him off it because you know we, you know I no one wants anyone to lose money. I mean this is uh, definitely for um, you know this is like degenerate stuff. You're buying an, a JPEG and you know you got to be careful and don't lose your money and you know we don't want kids playing games obviously, but you know maybe there should be a a sign in on Magic Eden, you got to be 18 plus. I don't know. Uh, I definitely don't want any kids to lose their money or anything like that. That's super. It is uh, sweeper. <laughs> I am glad to hear you as a DCF holder are still against anyone and everyone losing money because that's directly affecting your pockets. But there, this is decentralization, baby. We need the 13 and 14 year olds ripping soul casino just for the holders' bags. Uh, it's so bad that Nuggets over here clapping and agreeing with this. Knowing yeah, that, and like, why are people talking about the 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 the, the, the what is it called? The edge, like, bro, they're ha- they're having fun. They're playing it to f- for fun. They if they obviously know there's a five percent edge that they're going to lose their money. I mean, or they're just not intelligent. Then I mean, you can't help if someone's gonna easy. If someone's just gonna give you their money, you're gonna say no. Um, I don't know. I may may not. I just hold it. I don't. I don't have anything to do with the project in the sense. I don't. You know, show people to play the game. I just talk about the project. You know, I like being the house. I never play. That's where I'm at. So 
Just wanted I to think, get I that. I think that a lot of people's situations right now, it's also just like, that's the clear winner here. Like, regardless of what, what the, the random generation is, the house always wins. But Manny, what's going on? Yeah, I just wanted to touch on that point. Like, there aren't a bunch of nice things in Las Vegas because people win all the time. But what I was really excited about was all the people who are going to be coming in to Solana now, right? Because we have something else to offer to bring in new wallets. And that's something that I'm going to be tracking is like number of new wallets with this gambling meta, just because this is brand new people who don't know anything about this, who now potentially have some money that they can get into projects that I'm really excited about. And that's it. I think there's a few other catalysts this week, too, where we might see some new funds flowing in. I'm pretty excited about it. We'll dive into that shortly here. I want to pass it around to a bunch of these hands we got up. Benny, what's going on? Yeah, so you mentioned the fact that there are a bunch of degen gambling mints. And my job at Hyperspace is sometimes to like verify some of these. So I'm just going to name a few. We got Star Coin Flip, Cube Flip, Pixel Coin Flip, uh, Coin Flip Casino, uh, Micro Share, which is like, who knows Cybercoin? It, it's down bad man and that's like five out of like probably 50 100 like who knows so i'm glad i'm not the only one seeing it it seems like ev- it just seems like everyone here is just running with these coin flips at the moment uh <laughs> it's chaos it's also just like the main one people are going to continue to use regardless of how many new ones kick off is going to be dcf just because like it's, it's what people are comfortable with they're familiar with it i think copying and pasting these at this point if you mint or trade these you're either playing volume or looking to burn money faster than you would in one of these casinos. Running Man, what's going on? Yeah, I was going to say exactly the same thing. you got first mover advantage on DJ and coin flip. But, I mean, I think somebody said earlier that all these gambling projects are going to die out. There's going to be a few that stick and become a mainstay in the space, and probably in different areas. I mean, I don't want to mention it again, but Honest Poker have the full UI built up for a poker, you know, they're running tournaments for SPL tokens. And they've also got a play-to-earn layer mechanic in it as well. So there's a play-to-earn element coming with that. And that that project is just on a completely different level to, like, you know, these projects that are just being minted out at the moment. Um, And and I think it's got first-mover advantage in that space. And I think you're going to start to see the quality of the projects are going to be improving. Those are the ones that are going to stick. Obviously, the ones that we're mentioning... You know the coin flips, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Them, you know, them just, them just there just to try volume on, basically. But there will be, there, there will be projects that come out of this, um, this gambling meta and stay in the space, the same as DJ and coin flip have done since the last gambling meta. And you know, people have done fairly well on that since. <laughs> so yeah, that's just my. Yeah, they've cleaned up. That thing's been pumping consistently for the last four months. We got a bunch of hands here. Nugget, what's going on, my friend? So first, I wanted to say, uh, do, do, any DJ coin flip thing, I wouldn't hold on for long term. There's already something out there that's dominating the coin flip market. The only way any of these could really succeed and stay as a long term vision if they can overthrow them and add new features that are just, you know, better. But like in a serious topic, I do want to touch on what Solana Super said. I feel like NFTs, I mean, we all know this, NFTs as a whole is gambling because you're playing on something that isn't backed up by anything. Like crypto is backed up by US dollars is obviously what's a liquidity pool. But in a serious note, do you think sites like DJ and CoinFlip or SoulCrash should have age requirements? The issue is like, how do you really verify that? None of us are KYCing wallets. People use VPNs pretty freely to, to trade things outside of regulated areas. It, it's tough, especially because we all continue to promote and want decentralization to then be like, okay, shit, maybe we should 
figure out a way here to do something with uh, a KYC just for the gambling sites. And if anything, you're just going to have a competitor come out that took it that away, like just remove that anyway to get more volume. So it, it's tough. If you're getting to KYC, you may as well use something like a stake or any of these various phone apps that you can use across the states at the moment. But what's going on, Hoddle? I'm just confused because this feels like not a new meta at all. This feels like an old meta that's just coming back. And we all know how the hippos are doing. And there's like a million other things, not like new ones coming out. Old ones that all failed. Like, it was like, oh, I can't wait for the No, I don't think more people show up like all of a sudden because this, this is like the same as a new project showing up. We got a little pump and they're going to be gone the next thing. Like, that's just it. Yeah, I, I think we saw this exact cycle play out three, four months ago where, I mean, personally, I did well with them hippos. I didn't hold them, flipped them once everyone thought that they'd be making 40 to 50 grand a year holding them, thinking that volume wouldn't go anywhere. We've quite literally only seen DCF maintain this volume. So if you're not holding something like that, Soul Crash may make it, Crash Faces may do well because it's like, that's the one everyone's talking about. It's just tough to know the longevity of it, but consistent volume and consistent payouts, especially when Poker Faces were like 10 soul, it's probably the only people, if I was in those those shoes, would it be the situation I'd want to hold that in. But I want to pass it over to uh, to Puzzart. What's going on? First time speaker. Glad to have you up here. Yeah. Um, thanks for get, having me up here. Um, so, yeah. Uh, um, first of all, uh, just a little bit of background. Um, I'm from South Africa. Um, you know, got, got like 20 years in the 3D field, and that's why I started in November, December as a, as an artist. Got a few rugs that people rugged <laughs> me as an artist, and I decided started my own project. And hence why I'm talking here is about the, the whole RNG and kind of the coin meta, right? Um, I worked for five months on my project. I was solo doing it. I got a team. Some of, I don't know Teos back then, um, but there was two guys like Kaz that um, kind of inspired me. I asked him to help me build my project. And we did, you know, I've got a fighting uh, project, you know, fighters and people thought it's the proboscis monkeys. I've got nothing to do. I didn't even know about them. I even made one of my traits, a proboscis penis nose, sorry for the word, but um, as a gum guard. And the thing is where this thing comes into play is in what, what's concerning to me is, um, my game is live, my first game. My second game, I'm busy building. It's Unreal Engine 5 game. I'm the sole guy who makes it. I've got enough experience. I don't need anyone. And I had this idea of, you know, making your fighters 50-50 off each other. And then kind of went into deeper with about the RNG that three, four traits are affecting your fighter. You know, like your gloves, your, your pants are dodge. And... You know, it's been going well, you know, every Friday I have tournaments and it is, we call it RNG because you have a minor percentage, uh, uh, a minor uh, upgrade. So it'll give you like plus two damage or something like that. And yeah, it's I been building. I had a question on that, I guess. So like for that piece, yeah. you're talking about the, the multiple variables that come into play for that. I guess it's like, is that all on chain? I'm, I guess I'm just curious here too. Like the tough part oh, yes. for me is like, how can we verify all this, you know? Oh yes, um, we we have also made the code um, available for everyone to see. Um, it's all legit, literally um, on our website. You can see what every single trait. Perfect. So yes, how. So I just want to cut you off there. I know that you do no, manage no, no. Soul Den, and it's something that I have traded and looked at pretty heavily here. But I wanted to, I guess, circle it back to like Soul Crash, and more specifically, since that's off chain, 
is there any concern, I guess, from anyone playing the game that there could be an added edge of variability that causes some issues there? You know, like, has so, anyone had concerns about that? So, um, all our thing is literally on-chain. Uh, like, um, it reads all the NFTs, um, literally the damage, the trait they have. Um, we have upgrade kits now that, that also comes into play. Um, but nothing is is literally on on a server or it's literally it reads the NFT and it the code that we've spent about five weeks um, mastering the code so that um, a common or an uncommon fighter can still beat a legendary, although it's 20, 26. So I, and I understand, too, that this is in regards to Soldan. I know that you do manage that. It is a no shill zone here. So I appreciate kind of the insight. No, no, on no, the no I'm, stuff. I'm not trying to. Yeah. No, and that's that's perfect. But I did want to just keep the conversation moving here. You okay, list what's so, going on. Yeah. You list panned up. Something on the uh, the RNG. Something on Soulcraft. Something sorry. on Coin Flip. What's happening? Oh, sorry, uh, I'm back. Uh, hi, everyone. This is Uh I'm, I'm I have a couple of questions. So uh, first, uh, I'm relatively new in this space, and I was not aware that there had been already another uh, gambling meta. So I'd like to get uh, your opinion on why that uh, faded away. Um, and the second question, I, I got into the, the Solana NFTs with Steppen. And there's a huge, huge gambling uh, aspect in Steppen that maybe uh, is overlooked. And I would say if you look in volume, that's probably where most gambling is happening right now. They, all of, they, have, they have all of these mechanisms for jam and sneakers upgrades. All of that is chance. And all of that is off blockchain. So it's all happening. Uh, in their like server part of the game. So anyway, that's just something to consider because you know the volume that those guys are making, I, I would say it's, it's probably much higher than all of these other gambling uh, platforms on Solana. The gambling from Stefan, I think it's an interesting comparison here because I didn't like they do have the loot boxes and we do have something like Ludies that's really similar to that. But it's yeah, it's, it's crazy too hearing more about Stepin from that. Like the fact that the apes got freeze on ETH now and those shoes are going for three grand. This is this is a big thing for me and I'm curious what kind of comeback Stepin can have here. Um, but yeah, just real on top of that too, like I guess loot boxes is another form of it where some people just feel that they win a lot more off of that, which is why I think Crash will see that success because it has these crazy, crazy multipliers. Glockness, what's going on? Um, I wanted to rotate back to the gambling meta discussion real quick. And I think it's kind of interesting. We were talking about back in December, how the gambling meta really picked up and it was hippos and then DCF that like kind of shot it off. And then there were some other projects that followed like only dice, I think was one. And I think there was a couple others that came out that just kind of flopped also, but it kind of feels like the same deal. DCF is having their second mint. And then on top of it, you had uh, poker faces just rip. So it kind of feels like they're just going to try and ride off the hype the same way this happened back in December. I'm wondering if there's enough liquidity in the market to carry the meta the way it did back then, though. Yeah, I think there's so much money sidelined at the moment right now that there is potential for people to kind of sit back and find those entries and even just have people gambling. It almost seems like when Soul pumps, like the way it pumped in November, people were so eager to play some of these gambling games because like one Soul equals one Soul kind of how people think. And when Soul's 260, that one Soul certainly weighs a lot more than when it's 40. And it seems like as Soul's pumping even now, we're seeing these gambling metas get legs because, man, winning 10 Soul when Soul's at 40 feels so much better than winning 10 Soul with Soul at 15, 20, 25. But uh, yeah, I I'm curious how much longer this is sustainable. We do have those catalysts with OpenSea launching Zunis, Bifrost with Fruits, and some of these other kind of things that I think might bring some more liquidity into the market. 
Now, the issue is I don't think those are going to go right to gambling, which is where I think this is going to be short-lived. I think especially after D-Gen Fat Cats, uh, if those go under mint, that's going to be a big red flag towards the gambling meta. But real quick, Mr. Nugget, what's going on? Then we'll hit Running Man and Distant Penguin. Uh, it's oh, I don't remember his username, but he was just up here asking why the meta has changed. And I do know you did say that you're a bit newer to the uh, NFT space. But I just want to say that if you continue continue a meta for long enough, people are obviously going to copy those who did it right. People don't want to see the same thing continuously. All people always want something different. You can't expect a meta to last forever. Once one project does it, and many others follow, and it tends to die down. Another project comes. They introduce something new. Everyone copies. It's a cycle that continuously just goes and goes and goes. But, I mean, as Easy said, people do tend to take interest in those things because these are long-lasting. The gambling never just went away. It didn't disappear. Soul Casino, I don't know actually how long it's been, but it's just been here. It just hasn't been as hyped up, and it mainly is because Solana is pumping. That was just something I wanted to add. You guys can go back to the gambling conversation. No, I think I think you're right. Like, seeing these projects kind of make one small tweak tends to lead to 30 try to replicate and get any market share they can in that short window. Running Man, what's going on? Yeah, I mean, at the moment, I, I, think, I think you're seeing this um, DJing aspect to, like, um, people gambling, to just because there's a lack of, like, mints running, there's a lack of trade, and there's a lot of, there's a lack of, there, was a, there was a lack of place to get on. Like, I mean, obviously, the gambling med has created some place to, to you know, actually trade, but I think, I think it was, there's a boredom factor definitely to it. But as well, I mean, I think, I think the evolution, of, what you'll see from the, the evolution of this going forward now is, is edge-based gaming. So instead of gambling with, you know, the, an house edge against you, there's actual like skill, ele- skill element to it where, you know, the, the, you know, you can actually like, you know, play against other people. And, you know, I'm not just on about poker, I'm on about, like, you know, you've, you've got, like, you know, play to earn. I mean, Axie Infinity gave a, it was a good example on it, on EFL. Like, and I, I think we start to move towards play to earn mechanics. And, um, you know, it, it is a version of gambling, but you can create an edge in your favour, if you know what I mean, if you, you know, if you're skilled in a certain aspects of the game. Oh, for sure. And I think that's why something like an honest poker has a lot more sustainability, especially if they can figure out ways to partner with, like, DAOs and make kind of more fun games with that. I know that they integrated yeah. Dust, which I think that's sweet. It provides a, another layer to that and lets people with D-Gods an ability to basically play for free while still rewarding those OG holders. But Distant, what's going on? Hey, what's going on tonight, Easy? I just wanted to say, assuming some of these casinos intend to be long-term brands, I don't see any of them doing any promotion of mental health or gambling within their limits or anything like that. It's not just... Uh, a good thing to do there's legal issues if someone loses a shit ton of money on your casino and they say well there's no uh, limited parameters in your marketing they could sue that fucking casino a hundred percent and they'd find themselves in a conundrum right there uh so i with these casino plays i i hope no one's intending to hold it flip it if you want but we, we got to move on from this meta really quickly if we're going to get back to a bull cycle. I think we're going to fly past this meta, to be honest. Probably give it a couple more weeks here. Like I said, the two, I think if D-Gen Fat Cats are under 10 soul, honestly, even if they're like 12 or 13 soul, it's not going to be the winner that everyone was hoping for off of that play, which that alone could cause a lull in this, this gambling meta, and we could see a shift. We also, like, I keep bringing it up, and I want to hit a room reset here in a minute after we hit these three hands and then circle into the new launch pads because those are both coming this week, and it may lead to a lot of people kind of forgetting about the gambling meta that's hot for the weekend when things were really quiet. Glockinus, what's going on? 
Um, kind of speaking to the legality issue that he was bringing up, I think a lot of people are forgetting that a lot of these like projects aren't U.S. based, so they don't follow or fall under U.S. jurisdiction and U.S. law. So like lawsuits and stuff are a little bit more uh, gray area than they were if they were actually U.S. based companies. The U.S. could come in and shut them down potentially, but you could still get around it with VPN the same way Soul Casino works. So like the whole like oh somebody's going to sue them. Well, nobody knows who like the founders of uh, DCF or DFC or whatever are. Um, so it's going to be kind of hard to take legal action against a non-existent person in a country that's not the United States. No, if something you're... like if so, sorry, if something like Stake or Rollbit haven't seen any legal actions yet. I don't think any of these much smaller ones on Solana are going to even get a whiff of legal issues. Galactus is right on too. A lot of them drive their like location out of any of the various islands and other places where this is completely fine and legal. And they see no repercussions, which is how they're going to skate by. Personally, if I found out, like, if DCF said we're a U.S.-based company, I would sell that thing, that thing so fast because of the risk that it now carries. Sleeper, what's going on? Hey, yeah, I think people are taking traditional finance and maybe applying it to um, NFTs. And they're talking about long-term. Um, I mean, first, number one. I don't think Gary Gensler at the SEC has enough time to go after NFTs when he has XRP and all these other coins to go after. Number two, I don't think DCF nor Soul Crash, the the investors that are buying in, are um, doing a discounted cash flow of the return they're getting and then extrapolating five years out and projecting and then coming up with um, how they should value these coins or these tokens and NFTs. So I think... Maybe people people like to talk about regulation and all this and talk about, you know, long term. I think that's all. I mean, I think people need to rethink. And uh, maybe when you're that bearish, it's hard to make money in a bull or in a bear. Because at the end of the day, no matter what, besides easy, and I think, I don't know if PO's NFT is an NFT, but um, we're all buying um, JPEGs and attributing a dollar uh, cost to it a dollar value which is i mean if you told me that two years ago i would think i am crazy so i think that people maybe just take a second and okay i don't have a bag so i need to flood it i understand it that's totally totally get it but um i don't think gary gensler is going to come to dcf and say hey we need to shut you down because you know you're a gaming gambling nft and you know you may be a security i think you could argue almost every nft there's ever been is a security any nft worth anyone owning. with a token anyone with airdrops any there's a million different things we could yeah call but they're never gonna security. do anything about it or it's too by tough. the time they do we'll be out yeah and the other thing too you bring up it's like who's gary gensler gonna call is he gonna go on dcf.com and fill out a, a contact us report and say hey it's the sec please give me a call you know like it's it, this is just so unrealistic it hurts and Knowing how non-KYC the entire space is, getting those people is going to become a much bigger issue unless something massive happens and it's it's a, a global crisis that they're chasing down these online Solana casinos, which I just don't see happening. But real quick, wanted to just take a quick cut here. Thank you for tuning in to Solana Made Easy. We got another 30 minutes and a whole lot to talk about. The Solana market's red hot. Thank you for tuning in Monday to Thursday, 5 p.m. Eastern time where you can get all that sweet, sweet Solana Alpha. But let's get back to the show. We got Bifrost launching fruits. 
a 2.25, I believe is the cost now, Mint, coming out on a fair price launch pad. Real curious to hear what people feel about this. I know that they currently do not have variable pricing for the whitelist mint, and their whitelist is over-allocated by about 3x. So we may not even see that variable pricing dynamic that I know I myself am really excited for. We also got OpenSea with Zunis minting. I think they're changing that mint price too. I believe it was about three soul was the original conversation. Let's see where it goes. Let's see how it shapes up. But wanted to kind of see here too. What do people feel about it? How, how are we feeling about fruits? I was bearish after I heard their AMA. I am now bullish because of where they're launching. Zunis, I'm bearish on the art. Bullish on ETH exit liquidity. Frisk, what's going on? I never have anything to contribute to the gambling conversation, so I'm glad I can always chip in here. Um, I will say, I think that this is never a bad thing, seeing two new launch pads come out and try and exemplify what it is that they have to contribute to the to the space, especially Bifrost, which I think, regardless of how you feel about their dynamic pricing like model, I think it's really cool, and I think it's experimental at the very least, and I never will turn down anything that's new and exciting. Um, I also agree. I don't know how I feel about either of these two projects long term, but I think that the when there's like something that's new and something that's hyped, I think that it gives people not a chance to like want to try and play those games. I I think that I didn't know Fruits was three allocated the whitelist. I'm super bearish on that. I hate that so much, um, but I like that they're getting that kind of attention and like they, they're building up that kind of exciting community. Zunis, it looks like a co- like a carbon copy and paste. They have a spaces going with OpenSea right now. I, I hope I can catch the end of that. But I, I once again, I don't know how I feel about either of these two projects, but when it's the first launch, Launchpads will do anything and everything to make sure that like it goes off with a bang. I'd be surprised if these, these two didn't go off like really, really well or if there was issues because that's a bad first impression. So I'm hoping for the best. I don't know if I'm. I don't think I'm able to mint Zunis. I'm gonna try and mint fruits if I can get in between those extra three X whitelists. But yeah, um, I guess we'll see what happens. I, I'm excited nonetheless. I'm concerned if uh, Zunis fails. That's such a bad look for OpenSea, especially with Magic Eden also launching an ETH uh, launchpad. So now you have both the two big hitters on each chain launching competing launchpads for the minor chain in which they originally supported. So this is gonna be like a big cause and effect here. If somehow OpenSea's soul launchpad goes sour or any negatives on that it's going to be an issue in my opinion for potentially soul but more so open they need to do something here where they can drive volume to it and maintain that volume and put up a fight with magic eden and then on the other side of it if magic eden launches an eth launchpad and that goes well that's definitely concerning for the open kind of market share but i want to pass over running man then we'll hit benny and manny running man what's happening the one thing i was going to touch on is um this, the, I mean, the Bifrost and launching the first project, um, to, you know, the, the fruits. I mean, it hasn't been a positive. It, it hasn't had a positive impact on Blocksmith's price. I mean, if anything, but Blocksmith's price has been fading. I mean, fifty-one point eight is the floor at the moment. I'm just wondering if if fruits, fruits price has an impact on Blocksmith's floor. Should it run, um, or be a success, or or not um I don't, I don't know if it's um you know if i'm already bearish on the project or what like but um as i say it's just it's just strange to me that then there's not been no you know there's been no movement on blocksmith's price or you know there hasn't been any bullish sentiment and you know it's going to touch on the thing is it's like is there a kickback to blocksmith holders i know that they get x amount of uh whitelist spots for it and then there's also a forgement in the dynamic pricing so there is both of those but it's like if if 
this goes well and pumps say two, three X over mint price, then I think blacksmiths could catch another leg up because they do have an edge when it comes to these mints. I think it's a lot of speculation. And until we see after the mint, you won't see a cause and effect on the blacksmith price. But Benny, what's going on? Uh, yeah, I just wanted to say I'm bearish on both projects for different reasons. Uh, Fruits, the first thing they said like in an interview was they were trying to bridge the gap from Web 2 to Web 3. That's a no for me. And then Zunis is trying to launch the metaverse. And then they said, like, when I asked them about, you know, what are you guys doing? And they're just like, stay tuned. You'll be zoinked or zoomed out of your mind. So, like, nah, I'm good. Benny, you're not trying to get zoomed over here. I mean, the art, no. dude, the art bothers the hell out of me, man. Uh, I don't know what it is. It just looks, it just looks like they didn't care. But like, I'm bullish on OpenSea. Like I said, like Po get excited about it. He can mint a sole project on OpenSea. I'll take <laughs> the exit liquidity. <laughs> Distant, what's going on? Yeah, I think with Zunis, their entire branding is that they're the first to mint on OpenSea for Solana. I, I think so, to your point about ETH at exit liquidity, I think that they're looking for a historic play there and just, hey, let's just hold the Zunis and see what these guys can build. Uh, I, I don't see it as much more than that. Absolutely. Yeah, I think if uh, if it flops, I'm definitely going to be bearish on all future OpenSea launches, which is funny to think. It's like you get one shot here before I'm like, screw you, I'm good. Manny, what's happening? Yeah, I just wanted to say, like, Fruits, what are they doing? They're doing, like, drop shipping Sunny D. Like, I was long on Capri Sun when I was, like, eight. But outside of that, like, Russell Wilson tried to launch that drink company that flopped, too. Like, we're just writing this high on, like, Blocksmith. I saw some dude in my chat drop 3K into Forge, and he thinks that it's going to rip. So I trust that guy. So I think it might, but I'm just going to hold off and sit on my hands for all of this. I don't know. I'm going to be watching it the second it hits secondary because I'm excited to see if people are even interested in these. Neither one of them is like the metas we've been seeing. Neither's gambling. Neither's a brand play. Fruits is trying to do like juice in real life. Zunis is just trying to get zoomed out with a metaverse that no one's aware of. They're both big gambles. I mean, we fudded the hell out of primates doing like an IRL Facebook drop shipping thing. This looks like it could be something similar, but instead of products, they're selling juice. I don't know what to take that for. Could be a massive hit. Nugget, what's going on? Nugget, are you gambling? Where are you? Hand up. All good. We'll keep it moving here. I think other than this too, I mean, did DGen Fat Cats Mint start today? I know that that was supposed to kick off. I'm trying to see what's happening with it. I want to see the secondary action on it. Other than that though, what are people trading? What are people getting into? Sweeper, what's going on? I, I believe DJ and Fat Cat is tomorrow. Uh, I think they're they're doing like a pre-mint. Um, you know, you guys have been fighting the hell out of it, so I'm I don't know what I'm gonna do with my six coins. Um, just don't know. Wait, how many coins there. do you have? I only have six. I kind of messed up. I should have like sixty, seventy, but it is what it is. You it's have six DCF list. coins. Yeah, which yeah. gives you twenty-eight per coin. Something like that. Yeah. So you're gonna be sitting on approximately 168 Fat Cats possibly at a zero cost maybe i mean i don't know if i'm gonna have it and at the end of are the you day. gonna tell me with a straight face here that you're not going to dump on bozos i don't know which bozos which <laughs> nft bozos i'll dump on i might i might have to sell it 
pre I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna look at the dynamics and see. You know what happens? It has a 24, and then I can sell the DCF for more. I don't know. We'll see. I think it's interesting. Um, I'm actually starting to look at some like really down bad projects and trying to um, you know make a move with them. Like I'm I circled through my old gaming NFTs. Uh, I looked at all that. I mean, do we want to talk about Alpha here? Or are we? Let's hear it. What do you got, Sweeper? Um, if you say gaming here, though, man, I've never been burned more than by gaming NFTs. Me Colony finally saved my bags. And that was after they got like their third round of funding eight months after the mint. So if you got some gaming plays, man, let's hear what you're trading. Oh, I I'd say gaming for um uh for gambling NFTs. Sorry, it's just how I think about we'll it. We'll gamify it. What you trading? Uh, this millionaire panda club or panda casino. They made a nice little move. I think that's the one that you saw that guys talked about. And you know what's going on with him and Yao? But that's I guess a topic for another discussion. I mean. You know, I feel like that's a little strange, but it is what it is. Uh, so those pandas have had a nice move. I think they were they went sub one, and now they're uh, above. They're about around two. I'm doing. I, I'm giving some instruction from Running Man. You got to trade these small NFTs, and they go up. I mean, he is the king of that. Anyone who wants to talk about trading NFTs on like, because I I don't have the patience for that. I always push them to Running Man. I say go talk to him. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm making a move with that. And then honest poker, I actually made a move with, with, uh, that as well. I bought those. I think these gaming meta is going to probably stay for about a week. Maybe we'll see how, if tomorrow goes well for DC, uh, DJ and fat cats, I think that, uh, you're going to have some nice moves on gaming, um, meta and, uh, our gambling meta. So they go out and buy some, but, uh, definitely manage your risk. Cause you know, it could all end tomorrow. Tomorrow is going to be like a huge catalyst. Either you're going to have a blow off top or you're going to have uh, have it go down. I don't think you'll go below mint because I know a lot of whales that are just that are going to just really buy the dip on DJ and fat cats. And they've already said it. And like they really want to buy as many as I can. The team and other people really don't want them to have too much of the supply. The whole point of this is one, get more money for the team and two, um, give a little exit liquidity to the holders and increase the holder base. But we, we hope it goes up so we don't have to deal with these whales as much as more. Like My we biggest want more concern people. is that dilution. It's like right now the dilution aspect of it causes a much lower return per person. Um, so for me, it's like diving into that. It, it, it's going to be tough to maintain that, that return for everybody. I just, I don't know. I think you're a great example. You're getting 160 plus and I'm supposed to sit here and believe that you're not going to actively recoup. Costs. Yeah. That dilution is kind of getting to my head too. I mean, Alex has been drilling into my head, so I may have to listen to the it's lizard on this. 28 NFTs. Like that is literally just given to you at that point. If that floor is 20, you sell five of them. You're sitting on a hundred soul with, 155 left like this is for me it's impossible to think how this maintains the 10 soul floor with so much of it going to people i'm gonna bet so much on cubis it's gonna it's definitely gonna do it i might bet we'll see we'll see if if the odds are in my favor i definitely will i think they're going to be but hey benny what's going on yeah i wanted to touch on like the the pre-mint for dgen cat uh fat cats um so if you pre-mint like uh you're not gonna get your nft right away there's going to be a bit of a wait time with like the airdrop. So I think the play is if you do have a whitelist token, don't pre-mint. You just got to wait and see and like kind of investigate. Um, there could be like a massive su- 
supply squeeze with this and there could be like a big pump initially since not everybody's going to get their nft right away instead it'll go from air they roll this out like airdrops first then those coin holders are going to make an absolute bag and the people that mint are going to get just completely cooked running man what's going on yeah i mean that when you come to trading i mean there's two different you know this you buy you buy into projects with teams that you believe in but like you know this current meta is we're trading these moves basically. Um, what what Sweeper just said. I mean, um, the one he's referring to yesterday was Golden Eggs Dow, and it was like his points point one six nine degen with you know coin flip utility. You can pretty much say, you know, if you get in under twenty, there's going to be a run on that up to point six point seven, which you know ultimately. T- uh, but but be guaranteed that at point six, I'm I'm on the way out on that. <laughs> you know, we don't we, we're not looking to all these projects, so. You know, you need to identify the meta, then identify the moves, but always be looking to exit because unless you know you're not actually buying into these teams, you're buying into the basically the move on the meta. The one I am, the one I am pretty disappointed about is Doge Track. I mean, with, with Photo Finish running, you know, those running those races, um, they was Doge Track was like point three, and um, you know, it get it got mentioned in Nifty. I mean, that's up to point point eight, and it's just another example of um, identifying you know what's popular and then seeing what's similar. And then look for moves on that, but also always be looking to take profit and try it out um, for sure. I think it's I think that's a good call. Like the racing ones, I did not even consider, but they fit all that gambling meta. Whether it's like a photo finish or a Darley Go or Doge Track, like that's an interesting kind of byproduct of a of a main meta. And I think I do talk about kind of those secondary plays. Like if if something's moving, finding one yeah. of those alternatives that's close enough but slightly different. That's a, a lagging indicator. Whether it's a a second collection. I know yep. Alex has the has the lizard. We just saw the eyes absolutely rip today off of the announcement, and they were lagging the entire week, despite all the all the all the smart money. Yeah, I mean the, the problem that new people come into the space is, you know, they they buy into the they buy to you know to trade, but then they they sort of convince themselves that they're going to keep on running forever, and you need to identify where where the move's slowing down because they they do pull back pretty quickly and pretty hard. You know, you know, it can be quite brutal on the way down. And it's it's all it's good practice just to identify. You don't want to be you know when you're trading, you don't want to be looking for the top. You want to be looking for the top thirty percent of the move, twenty percent. You want to start scaling out to try and judge where the top is. Get your listings in place and and let the move move through you really because you you don't want to be listing at the top when the moves run out. Um, you know it's just it's a good it's good it's a good thing to practice when you're trading. I think you just hit the nail on the head, man. Like, find, even if you don't sell the top, especially in these quicker trades and volume-based yeah. trades, any profit is a W, and that's yeah. that's the biggest fact. Yeah, we're not looking for the top. We're looking, we're looking for under. We're looking for twenty percent, twenty-five percent below the top. We want the move to move through us, and you know, and, and just get good exit liquidity, um, liquidity. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> but, I'm yeah, sure I'll um, be hearing a bunch of that. For yeah, sure. I was waiting for him to turn up on sweeper when he was talking about those um, the um, DJ fat cats. But yeah, you know, I'm just t- talking trading fundamentals. I'm going to be talking a lot in Nifty. I think I think me and you're going to be doing a fair bit on trading fundamentals in Nifty. But you know, it, it's just something to bear in mind. I don't think people realise that you you want the move to move through you. You don't actually want to be taking it at pico top. Because you're going to be chasing that all the way down, and you know it's good. It's good to get some practice doing that. Oh, 100. percent I know. I know. We've been mentioning him a few times here. Shillin, what's going on? Yeah, I guess I heard it like three times. I got to talk about it. The Degen Fat Cats. You can't go from 500 to 20,000. You can't 40x your supply and suspect like it's going to do well. I'm going to end it there. 
I don't think you're wrong by any means. Frisk, what's happening? Uh, so I really haven't been actively trading anything lately. I actually was, had a successful trade today. I made a few ETH. Uh, that was pretty nice. But I honestly am looking to just maybe get as many whitelists as possible. And mostly what I've been doing right now is honestly easy. I'm taking after you. I'm trading the moon cycles. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit off NFTs right you now. You don't fade the witch. You don't I'm, do I'm, it. I can't do it, man. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to start getting back into my astrology days. And I'm just going to try and like... Do getting back into my TA. I'm not doing many NFTs right now just because I don't feel like there's there's too too many cooks. Um, but maybe I'm wrong on that. I guess at least tomorrow I don't know enough about it to try and try and trade it. But that twenty thousand soul sorry, twenty thousand supply at ten soul like mint, even just like for, as someone who knows nothing about the project, I, I, I have to be a little standoffish about it. Maybe like I, I hope I'm wrong for whoever's bags those are and whoever's betting on Cubist, like salutes to you. I'll be watching on the sidelines. I'm excited to see the price action, but also I did download an astrology app. I wake up every morning now to have it tell me how my NFT bags are going to trade. We'll see. I'll get back to you in about a week. Let you know uh, how the how the moon is dictating my trades. Nugget, what's going on? <laughs> so I had a hard rug when we were talking about Zuni, so I'll make it quick. But I wanted to just add on. I don't. To that. I don't know if I believe it was a hard rug, man. I saw you getting liquidated on Soul Crash live while uh, while you weren't speaking. So but go ahead. You didn't, ha- you didn't have to call me out like that. That wasn't very necessary. People in here, we got to keep that conversation for elsewhere. But I just wanted to say, I feel like the fact that they're launching on OpenSea is solely the only reason why half the people that are in this project care. I don't think there's anything special about it. The art, just something about it just ticks me off. I'm not really a fan of how they did the art. I went over the roadmap briefly. I've nothing really that really shoots out at me. I don't think it's going to be a good long-term hold. It might be a good quick flip for some people, but I don't think it was the smartest choice that OpenSea could have had when coming to launch projects. I think there was another project before Zunis that actually opted to mint elsewhere because there was a delay in the launch pad. And I may be incorrect about that, but I think I heard it from a few places. So I don't know if this was their first choice. I know that they've been touting that they've been or meant to be the first. Chillin, I wanted to pass it to you because I think we had that conversation. Yeah, Sphinx was supposed to be their first, the okay. Sphinx Underground Society, I think it was called. But then I guess it delayed too long and they didn't want to wait for the delay. They actually did well. They caught a pump shortly after Mint. So it would have been interesting to see how they moved following an open sea launch pad for them. But uh, I want to pass over to Benny. Benny, what's going on? And then we'll hit Crypto Blair. Crypto Barry, my fault. Yeah, I just wanted to add on to what Frisk is saying, but like maybe a little different. He's been kind of sitting on the sidelines while I've been sitting more on my bags. I feel like now is the time for accumulation. Like it, like for Running Man, for example, and myself, like Honest Poker, like that explodes today, right? Like you're sitting on those bags. You're sitting on the conviction. Uh, yeah. You're waiting I'll for be- things to go off. Yeah, I mean, two different things. I mean, I'm investing in the team there, and, and uh, that's more of a passive play for me um, than a trade, because like, I do believe in that team. I mean, I've spoken enough times about them. And yeah, it's so, it. yeah, go on. I just wanted to say, like, yeah, just think of it more as, like, an investment. Like, it's not going to moon today, but someday it'll moon, you know? That was the hope, and they sold that. It was a slow, slow sellout. The team has been active, listening, engaging the community, and there's a lot of people in the Nifty that play on Honest Poker and are talking all the time about the games that they're playing in between trades, just passing time, because it seems like it's a very low barrier to entry. I was glad that they did that supply cut. We're seeing how effective that can be in a slower market, and I think that's so bullish for these people who did believe in them, because now those kickbacks and royalty returns are going to be much greater. I think today, even a few right after the supply cut, were two or three soul, and I believe it got up to 13 was the last time I checked on that. So if you believed in it, Time to gambling meta right and that supply cut. It just seemed like everything lined up. 
The moon phases were in sync for them, and they just absolutely took off. Crypto Barry, what's going on? Good talk. Frisk, what's happening? So, hello, oh, hello, hello. Oh, sorry. Okay, never mind. No, it's going. Let's go, let's go. Uh, Barry, go ahead. Go ahead. I thought about that. Your mic was off. Just want to say, I appreciate you letting me come on. Big fan of yours and the whole uh, crew with the NFT shows. Thanks a lot for having us. Twitter space. Either way, I want to talk about a, a project I really like so far, gambling uh, as well, since it's in uh, vogue right now. That's Reels of Change. I'm really big fan of that project. I've been holding it for a while, but starting to pump. Went from like 0.5 to almost like 1.7, 1. almost 2 actually earlier today. But uh, it's, it's actually a team that has a completely f finished game. Um, it's a, it's almost like DJ and Coin Flip, a little bit more complex, um, very popular. A lot of casinos already partnered with the project currently, about five I think they have right now. They're already staking, they're already live. They have um, their game's going to go live with the casinos in about a week, week and a half. So just perfect timing, and it's actually doing really well. Solid team, docs, and everything else. So check them out if you're looking for some good uh, gaming meta. I I'm a that you shared it. I grabbed three of those this morning. They caught awesome. a mean volume push. Uh, I yeah. grabbed them at like one three, one four. So even now yeah. they're sitting just over yeah. after royalties. Yeah, I figured you would catch because they were moving pretty strong this morning. So I know you guys are on top of the volume plays, but this is one. This one is, I think, is a good hold because it's going to have established game, good team, strong builders. They already have a in-game Discord game that uses their stake token called Rock, which will be having an LP once the game goes live, which of course will get part of the, the, the kickbacks from the game's profits. So it's a great project all the way around. Um, hopefully um, there's no issues for U.S. investors. But that being said, I think it's a great project as far as um, gambling and a uh, good team because there's very few solid <laughs> non-rugs on Solana. And this is one of the few. For sure. for sure. I like that call out, man. I was, uh, I was glad it. to watch it. I think it's a decent option. I did look into their their coin a little bit more, and it was interesting to see that be the kickback. It was uh, – it was a nice kind of take on something that was a little bit non-traditional for how they reward those holders. But Sweeper, oh, sorry, sorry there, Barry. Sweeper, what's going on? Yeah, I just, you know, people have been bag watching me, bag uh, pocket watching a bit here. Uh, I just want to say, Honest Poker has like, what, two, one, two, three sold mint. It went to 13. Are you guys literally telling me you're sitting on your, besides running men, maybe Benny, you're sitting on your hands on like a 4X? I've sold all of them. Yes. Mine. I got up to 10. Um, <laughs> I'm completely out. Uh, that's why I didn't talk about it too, too much. I was actually sold before the show. So I missed the 13. I sold between 6 and 8. Yeah, so I'll go, I'll go to, you might need to talk to Benny about his trading strategy. Yeah. Sweet. I've got it easy in it, like, two, 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 like, and he's just literally four, five X, like, you know what I mean? And, you know, but I'll, I'll just, um, yeah, I'm just chopping general, generational wealth on him, Twitter spaces daily, and, you know, that's another thing. But, um, yeah, I was just going, I mean, look, I think the main thing we can take from this conversation isn't so much them gambling meta. It's, you know, we're talking more and more about what actually the utility behind NFTs do and actually we're using, utilizing the utility more than we might actually hold in a JPEG. And I think, I think we, as, as the space starts to evolve, we start to see more and more of this and we move more, you know, we move, we move away from PFP art and more into like what the actual utility behind the NFT is and what, what you know, with actually, you know, what, what we can use them for. And just holding the, the NFT is a byproduct of that and a reflection of the value of what we can derive from it. Um, it's probably the main thing. We've seen it in Gambling Meta now. I think we do get a run on play to earn gaming sooner or later. I'm, I'm absolutely certain in the soul space we're going to see a huge explosion to play to earn. Um, you know, it's just, can, can can these teams build these games out is the main question. It also depends on the royalty, like the kickback. That's like the main thing I've been focusing on because you need a high kickback to ignite the marketing and have the entire market talking about how much they're earning. Step In did it beautifully. They had a massive army of people globally 
all showing screenshots of them making like 150 bucks for a 15 minute walk. It wasn't sustainable at all, but man, did those things pop. Yeah. I, I mean, I'd say Stefan is more direct. It's more like direct dating. So I mean, not actually, you know, getting after a walk and enjoying it. It's just, to, you know, you're having to do it to, to, to derive the staking. I mean, when you look at like, a, you know, games like Aurora and that, there's an entertainment aspect there as well as a play to earn. Um, and I, I think you know the, the, if if game if if people start launching you know games and play to earns and entertaining, I, I think they do sort of blow up on their own. And depending on the quality of the game and you know what, what's behind them, like. I mean, you you said it perfectly. If the game's fun and there's a return, that's where you get the market hyped, excited, and talking about it. I did want to hit these last three hands here. We're gonna wrap relatively soon. I know we also got another space with Po and Shillin talking about NFTs and Twitter growth. I'm hyped for that. Make sure you tune in at six thirty. About 20 minutes from now. Frisk, what's going on? So I'm going to actually go back to what Benny said. I, I actually want to bounce off of what he was saying off me. I agree 100% that I would be definitely accumulating on whatever you personally believe in. Like this is the time for me now where I'm looking at which products do I actually really, really believe can be here the long term, which ones I really actually think about. I'm also going to learn not to fade more projects. Like I should have listened to Running Man when he was talking about Honest Poker. So there is that sort of balance. But I will say, speaking of sitting on bags, uh, we have in six hours the infamous Bears hibernation coming to life. I'm very excited to see what happens there and what it goes. I don't know what to expect. I know it's, it's supposed to be something tradable. I'm expecting like a companion drop, something like like a Boyd Kennel Club. I hope it's something like that. I think that'd be really, really cool. But I'm not getting my hopes up. I'm going in with like no expectations for this. And uh, honestly, I can't believe much to say this, but easy. I think uh, after this, I might go make an HBAR wallet and uh, might go fuck around. I'm bullish on HBAR, baby. We love how it's how it's cruising here. I bought so much garbage today that I'm just hopeful one of them is is early enough in the future. I'm just going to sit on it. I've been bullish HBAR for a couple months now. I don't know much else besides that. The NFT space was relatively new to me over there. I'm sure we could talk about it for an hour, Frisk, and I'm sure we will at some point. But Distant, what's going on? Yeah, I was going to say to your point on Stepin's pump, I think that shows just how many people are still outside the ecosystem. I know they look at it as exit liquidity at this point, but the amount of people who were onboarded through crypto or through Stepin directly into Solana was pretty incredible. And I think we should be wary of marketing towards uh, uh, people outside the space uh, because they're willing to come in. They're willing to put money in. We just got to be good to them if they're going to bridge in. But Stepin did a beautiful job of that. Bro, hearing the people in the step-in spaces globally talk about how like their their grandma and grandpa was walking and getting paid with no concept of what a Solano was was like the craziest thing to me. And then seeing the pictures from like step-in meetups and you're 10, 15,000 deep of people just walking around a track staring at their phone. I was like, oh man, screw the metaverse. It's walk to earn. This is the future. This is where it's going. It was it's It's crazy. And I think we're such a small drop in the bucket of how big this space really could be. And how I believe it will be longer term. There's just so much more going on. And I think we're going to see some crazy ways on how projects get more of that public buy-in. Manny, and then we'll wrap it up with Benny. Manny, what's going on? Yeah, I bought a cat. I think it was last Thursday is the thing that I bought. And then I got the, the cat milk too, because they said they were going to announce something at the end of the month. Like, I know that you're, we might be the milkmaid, but I was like, you know what? I'm just going to buy this and we'll see what happens. I mean, I've been I've been bullish the milk for a while. I'm sitting on like 15 of them. That's why I don't talk about it. I hate to show that. 
Uh, I love the cats, man. The community's badass. Simon and Sneaky are awesome. Just great dudes to kick it with and talk to. And they're plugged in. They like to trade. They love the space. So it's always dope when you have people that are helping with these projects, doing the community lead stuff, and are really tuned in. Now I just need that milk to pump. So we'll see, we'll see what happens here with it. Uh, I know that they've been saying there should be a catalyst here in a couple days. I think Peblo tweeted the 20th was uh, something on a calendar. I think I saw it going around the, the, the crack house. But Benny, what's going on? Uh, yeah, I just wanted to say with uh, regards to Frisk, because uh, you got to accumulate those squirrels. They're going to do well at some point. It's just a matter of when. Uh, accumulate bags that you're convic- you have good conviction on. I didn't care about the pump to 2.5. They're locked away in a safe. Easy, I know you were flipping them, but you just got to lock those away. I got five tucked away. When DJ and Fat Cats trade under mint cost, I'll have six tucked away. Thank you, Glockness. Benny, it's, there's no better way to end the show than on a note about buying the things you got conviction in. Start packing your bags in a downtrend. This is the time for it. Soul's pumping. The market may quiet off, but if you believe in the ecosystem and believe in projects, there's no better time than to be aping into some of these things. But hey, thanks for rocking with us. Shout out, y'all. We're back tomorrow at 5 p.m. Eastern time. Hey, and don't miss P.O. and Shillin' Space here in about 15 minutes. Appreciate you all. Follow all the speakers, and we'll catch you guys tomorrow.